Hey, what's up guys? Thank you for joining me today. My name is Dr. Tom LaHue. I want to welcome you to my channel. And uh, we talk about all things to do with the Enneagram on this channel, trying to better understand ourselves and better understand the people that we love and care about so that we can relate to one another in a more compassionate, kind way. In the description below is a link to my website, tomlahue.com. Uh, I'd love for you to check it out. I do book coaching appointments with people to help them understand more about themselves their Enneagram types, and also the relationships that they're in, uh, marriage, pre-marriage coaching, um, uh, or just uh, relationship coaching. So I'd love to, to work with you if you uh, sense that need in your life uh, to know more about yourself or how to get on a healthier plan for yourself um, and choose healthier patterns, um, get out of that, that stress point. So um, also thank you to my patrons. I really appreciate your support for this channel. Uh, so let's get into our subject today. Today we want to talk about, uh, we want to keep going with this idea of um, people pleasers because a lot of the types do have a people pleasing aspect, which is great in the sense of trying to make people happy and trying to, I'm all about that as a type seven wing six. I know that there are some people pleasing tendencies within me. Um, which, you know, can be a good thing. There's a positive aspect with caring about other people's, um, taking those into consideration, taking people's feelings into consideration. Um, so I know a lot of twos can relate to people-pleasing tendencies, uh, a lot of type twos, a lot of type nines, especially the nine-wing one. Uh, some ones, I think, could, could, uh, could really benefit from the conversations that we're having about people-pleasing. Uh, sixes, I think, you know, could, uh, could benefit greatly from this information. And I'm sure there's others as well that, that, uh, that could find this information useful. Um, I think that some of the ones that aren't so focused on people pleasing, this information could be helpful to you to better understand, um, why people might avoid you. Uh, people might avoid you because you come on very strong and they don't want to have to interact with you in a way that makes them feel insecure uh, or or uncomfortable. And so they may just avoid you. You know, one of the one of the tactics of a people pleaser is to avoid others because I don't want to tell them no. You know, the people pleaser doesn't want to tell them no doesn't want to get into conflict, doesn't want an argument, doesn't want to uh, feel that somebody else is upset with them or angry with them or that there's conflict. And and so they, they may avoid you uh, if, uh, if they feel like there's going to be some kind of negative interaction or some kind of unpleasant or uncomfortable interaction. So you may, as a non-people pleaser, wonder why what's going on in the minds of other people. So again, all of this is to help foster a sense of compassion and understanding so that we can better relate to one another. But I want to speak to the to the people pleasers out there today. I want to speak to you about this issue of anger. And and let's get let's come to let's try to come to some understandings about anger. Um as a people pleaser, not only may you be very uncomfortable with other people's anger, experiencing other people's anger. You don't want people to be disappointed with you. You don't want to upset people. You don't want to be the cause of their anger. And you don't want all that conflict. And so you might 
uh, very well mitigate your behaviors and what you say and do uh, in an attempt to prevent someone else's anger. It's as if I think, well, what I say and what I do is going to cause your anger. And so I need to be very careful, very cautious, walk on eggshells around you because, or avoid you because I don't want to be the cause of initiating that anger in you. But I think people pleasers also can be very afraid um, of their own anger, not wanting to experience anger within themselves. And I think type ones, you know, could could understand this, that it's not good in their mind, not just ones, but others as well. You may have this feeling like it's not appropriate. It's not good to be angry. Anger is bad and anger must be avoided. Uh, it's not appropriate for me to be angry. Angry is being selfish. Angry is, is um, something that is going to provoke anger in others. If I accept that I'm angry, then I might provoke anger in somebody else at my anger. And so we do some really interesting things with our anger. First of all, let me say this. If you are a human, then you should experience anger at times. Okay, so period. It's, it's absolutely normal and, and natural for us to experience anger and feelings of anger. We should feel anger when we see somebody is being mistreated. We should be angry about that. When somebody betrays a trust, when someone is humiliating another person, when someone is taking advantage of another person, uh, there there are a there's a long list of when anger is absolutely the appropriate response, and deciding that I can't allow myself to experience anger or that it is somehow shameful to be angry and that I should feel guilty for being angry is a counterproductive idea. And it's going to just be a, a waste of time and actually is going to be detrimental to my relationships. The, the, the thinking, I think, is that if I care about my relationships, then I can't let anger come in and disrupt and destroy those relationships. So I need to be very careful to never allow anger to show up in the other person or in myself. And so if I know that, you know, these actions of mine have a, have a tendency to invoke anger in the other person, well, then I just won't, I won't take those actions. I know that if I say something that that could provoke anger or initiate an angry response in somebody else, well, then I'll just be very careful what I say because anger can destroy a relationship. And so I then have to work very hard to preempt any of my behaviors or words that might in any way invoke an angry response from someone else. Not only that, but then I need to work very hard in making sure that I don't express any anger in myself. And if somebody says, wow, Tom, you look angry right now. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not angry. No, 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 I'm not angry. And people pleasers will do this. People pleasers have this sense that 
their anger is never justified, that it is never appropriate, it is never okay. Look at those words, never, never, always, should. These are very rigid ways of thinking that it's never appropriate to 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 be angry. It's never uh, okay that somebody is angry at me, with me, uh, against me, is never. That's very rigid, rigid thinking. And rigid thinking is is typically problematic. We wanna have much more flexible thinking. That yeah, there are times when it is appropriate to be angry. When someone's taking advantage of me, when someone's taking advantage of my kindness or taking advantage of another person's kindness, when somebody is mistreating another person, when somebody is lying, deceiving, robbing, stealing, um, betraying, all of those are absolutely appropriate for you to respond with anger. The problem is not, and you know, it's so ridiculous because then you're angry at yourself for being angry. Yeah, well, that'll spin your brain. You get angry at yourself for feeling ang anger. So you're angry, you're upset, but then you're like, no, that's not appropriate. I, I, it's, not, it's not nice to be angry, so I need to not be angry. And now you're angry at yourself for having anger. Or you're angry at your mate, you're angry at your, your friend, or you're angry at your wife uh, because they're angry. It's not appropriate for them to be angry. Don't they know that anger destroys relationships? I'm angry at them for being angry. This is the kind of nonsense that we get into when we, when we think that anger is a bad thing. Anger is not always a bad thing. I think I've demonstrated that in this video, that anger sometimes is, is appropriate. Anger sometimes is necessary. Anger is sometimes the exact right response that we should have. So what's the problem? The problem is not in the anger. The problem is in how we express anger. There's, there's the part that should scare us. There's the part that we need to be cautious. It's not appropriate to express anger uh, in an inappropriate way. Well, what's the inappropriate ways we express anger? I like to think of this as a highway, okay? So think of it as a highway. There, there is an appropriate way to drive a car, and that is to stay on the highway. What happens when you get over too far to the left or get too far to the right? you run off the road and you are in danger of, of injuring yourself and others. You must keep the car on the highway. Too far to one extreme, too far to the shoulder on either side, and you run the risk of serious damage, okay? Anger is like that. Anger uh, needs to be expressed appropriately. Anger needs to be expressed effectively. Let's talk about that in a minute. First, let's go to the, the dangers on either side. On the one side, anger can be overexpressed, okay? That's when there is yelling and screaming and shouting and uh, violent outbursts, okay? Angry outbursts. This is when, you know, uh, people pick up coffee mugs, you know, and they throw them against the wall. This is when people scream and make threats and um, say hurtful, damaging things about other the other person, call them names and attack their character and attack their integrity and say words like always, you always, you never listen to me, you, uh, and we, in that state of anger, we are, we have not controlled our expression. 
and we are having a rage explosion, okay? No one benefits from a rage explosion. That is not productive at all, in the least. It is counterproductive. What happens when somebody has a rage explosion? Well, how will others respond to that? Some will cower in fear, like we can never let this happen again, so we need to control our behaviors because when we don't, look what happens. Bob loses his mind and he throws things and yells at us. And that's scary. When you're a child, that's terrifying because you're tiny and you can't defend yourself. And you've got these big, powerful people in your life that are not supposed to behave this way, but they're behaving this way. And it's like the monsters are coming out of the closet. And it's got to be terrifying as a child to see something like this. And so some people will respond to that anger by shutting down their own will and giving in no matter what because we want to avoid ever seeing anything like that again. And so the the people-pleasing seeds are planted uh, in the people that uh, are around you when you have those rage explosions. Others might respond to a rage explosion like, wow, Grandma's done, lost her mind. You know, Grandma's lost her mind. Look at that, she's crazy. Look how crazy she went. Oh my goodness, you can't listen to anything. She's, no, people will not take you seriously. In other words, they will not, they will begin to tune you out because they know you're gonna have a rage explosion. And so it just becomes almost comical to watch it. In other words, I can keep pushing your buttons until you hit that rage explosion and then look how ridiculous you look. Look how foolish you look. And here's the thing. You're upset during this rage explosion. You're upset about some some information you're trying to communicate. But nobody's going to pay attention to the information you're communicating because they're so distracted by the way in which you're communicating. And in other words, it's all about the drama and not about information. People have tuned you out. They're not listening to what you're saying because they're distracted by the way in which you're saying it. You're screaming, you're yelling, you're pouting, you're throwing things, you are uh, shouting, you're calling names, and everybody's, everybody else who's not people pleasers are going to look at you like you've done lost your mind. And I'm not going to take anything you're saying seriously because you're out of control. You're out of control. You need to learn to control yourself. And so you have not, in either way, you've not resolved whatever it is you were upset about. You're, you remember the goal in all this is conflict resolution. Conflict resolution is, is a part of all healthy relationships, but you're not in a state to resolve anything. All you wanna do is express your rage and express your anger. And when you do that, you're not looking to make any kind of negotiating or resolution happen. You are simply just vomiting out all of your anger and frustration. And some people will cower to that and submit passively. Others will respond by uh, further just writing you off as a crazy person, as somebody who can't control yourself. So we want to... We want to not get off the highway into too far into expressing our anger uncontrollably. What's the other side of the highway? Okay, the other side of the highway is when you shut down any expression of your anger or shut down the verbal expression of your anger. 
and you now passively communicate that anger in, in ways that are tempered and uh, um, uh, aggressive, but in a passively aggressive way. In other words, instead of the explosions of rage, you might see some of that. You might see the getting up and stomping out of the room, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to talk about it. It's like, I want to communicate to this. I want to communicate to you that I'm angry and upset and hurt and frustrated, but it's not appropriate for me to say these things out loud. So I'm just going to be silent. And so I will punish you with silence or I will punish you with uh, getting up and leaving and not speaking with you or being curt with you, uh, but it's all an indirect way of expressing anger. You're still expressing anger. This way is direct and uncontrolled and obnoxious, and this other way is overly controlled, and it's, um, it's done with looks and glances and sighs and moans and groans, and it's done in a passive way. You're communicating your anger. It's just two different expressions and neither one of them are healthy because when you passively express your anger, again, people are gonna think, what's wrong with you? What? Why can't you talk about this? Um, obviously, I've upset you. Obviously, I've, I've angered you, but we're not resolving it. See, again, there's no opportunity for resolution when you're trying to talk to somebody who's acting like a rock. You know, they're just... They're just sitting there, you know, with their face all mean mugging, you know, mean mugging their face. And you're trying to have a conversation with them. Look, look obviously I, you're upset. Would you care to talk about it? I'm fine. Really? You're fine? Okay. Well, all right. So again, the goal of healthy relationships is not, I can never be angry and I can never express my anger. The goal is not, well, I'm going to express my anger openly and... and the goal is conflict resolution, not conflict avoidance, not conflict maximiza maximization. The goal is conflict resolution. Every healthy relationship is going to have some level of resolving conflict. Conflict is going to be natural. This idea that, well, if we truly loved each other, we're never going to have any conflict. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. Watch a Disney movie. Every Disney movie, there's conflict, okay? <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. It's so stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, every movie of every type of any relationship, there's always going to be some challenges and difficulties because that's real. It's real. Real life, there's going to be differences of opinion. It doesn't mean you're bad because you, you get angry. It doesn't mean you're you're bad because somebody got angry with you. The goal is, can we talk about it? So what's the highway? The one extreme, there's a, there's a shoulder of danger where we express anger uncontrollably. And then there's the other danger of, well, we, resi we don't express it. We just sit here and we stew and simmer and we don't say nothing. We just groan and moan and fuss and murmur, murmur. We murmur, right? That is not healthy either passively in silence, cold war tactics. Okay. What's healthy? Well, hopefully you can see there's a middle road here, right? The middle road is we talk about it. We talk about it. How much healthier is it to just express your anger through words, through words? Watch what I mean. Let's go to this side of the road, this side of the bad, this bad side of the highway. 
I'm so angry right now. I can just throw things. I just hate you. I can just pull your 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 uh, veins out of your neck and just throw them against the wall. Rah! Okay. Ridiculous, right? Okay. No problems are going to be solved that way. And get this. When, when you don't resolve conflicts, you just get to have them over and over and over and over again. Isn't that fun? When you don't resolve your conflicts, you get to have the conflicts over and over again. They just come up again and again and again. And some marriages have been fighting the same stupid conflicts for 10, 15, 20 years because they refuse to resolve them because resolving them would mean we'd have to stop and change our patterns and we resist change. So we just keep to have, we get to keep having the same conflicts over and over and over because we'd never resolve them. Okay, so pulling people's veins out and throwing them against the wall, that is not conducive to conflict resolution. All right, and then go the other side. What's the matter? I'm nothing. I'm fine. It's okay. You know, that doesn't resolve anything either because we're not allowed to talk about it because I can't hurt anybody's feelings and I got to be a nice person and I'm a good person. Good people don't get angry. Even though you're obviously angry, you can't emotionally be mature enough to talk about it because good people don't get angry. All right. So resolution says, let's talk about our anger. How much more powerful and effective would it be if you were, let's say you were upset with your teenager for, you know, shirking off their responsibility, not cleaning their room and going to the party anyway, after you've clearly told them that you can't go to the party until your room's clean and you come home, you find out they went to the party, didn't clean their room, didn't finish their homework, didn't do their assignments. Okay. Rather than losing my mind and acting like a fool and just screaming and yelling, like, like maybe be my natural tendency or also just passively, you know, now I'm just going to withdraw my kindness from my child and then they'll see how much they've caused me to suffer. I'll just, I'll just uh, not talk to them and I'll just give them the silent treatment. How much more effective would it be, listen, watch this, to just sit down with your child and say, son, you know, we talked about having your room clean and your assignments done before you went to the party. Do you remember that conversation? Okay. But you didn't get your assignments done. You didn't get your room clean and you went to the party anyway. Is that correct? Listen, when you disobey our requests of you as, as parents, you need to understand that that makes me incredibly angry and upset. Now look at that. Did you feel that? Did you feel how powerful that is? I mean, you're, you're not even my kid, right? But you heard that and you were like, gosh, I don't want to make somebody angry. I don't want my behavior to make them angry. Oh, that feels terrible. That is very powerful just to say you're angry. It's just to communicate that. It's very powerful to say, look, um, when you talk to me like that, when you leave me in the dark and you, and you take me for granted, you know, that makes me feel very angry. It makes me feel very hurt and upset. And I don't want to feel that way. Now, look, we're moving. I've expressed my anger, but I did it in a very controlled way. I didn't lose my cool. 
I didn't get passive and start playing all these dramatic games with you that can go on day after day until you can read my mind. Read my mind. I'm not playing games. I'm not losing control. I'm simply just communicating to you with words what's going on on the inside. And I'm not making excuses like, oh no, I'm such a good guy, I never get angry. I'm not trying to mitigate any anger. I'm just communicating it to you and saying, look, when you talk to me like that, it makes me feel very angry with you. And now look, I can move toward resolution. And I don't wanna feel that way. I love you and I don't wanna feel angry with you. And I want us to work toward better ways of communicating with each other. Or I, I want to make sure you understand that that before you go to a party, it's important to have your room clean. And so I don't want this to happen again. And look, now we can start to just hand that young person bound, uh, uh, consequences for their actions. And hopefully they'll never, you know, choose to put off doing their work again before going and, and, and going to the party. So everything was able to be talked about in a kind, loving, gracious way. And I didn't threaten uh, anybody with, I'll lose my mind if you don't. You know, I didn't threaten anybody. I just stayed right on the highway and didn't get off on either shoulder. And we we're able to communicate and talk through and negotiate our conflicts and resolve our conflicts in a very kind, loving way. Isn't that, doesn't that sound a lot healthier? Doesn't that sound like a better way to work through problems? Because watch this, when I don't express my anger, when I don't express it, um, then I am not guiding the other person into how to make this relationship better. When I just hold it in, then I'm ensuring that I'm gonna to get to do that again and again and again, because we never resolved it. And so if this other person that I'm, I'm communicating with isn't aware that there's anger in me to something that's going on in the relationship, then they don't know that anything needs to change. They just know I'm upset, but they don't understand why. And now there's no way that we can change what's causing the anger because it's never been expressed openly. Um, so we just end up repeating the same cycle over and over this loop, you know, of, of walking on eggshells around each other. And, and, and I, I think that it's important. Let's wrap this up. I think it's important that we accept the fact that anger is a normal and it is going to happen. It's not the end of the world. We work through it. We accept that other people have the right to be upset, that I have the right to be upset. And then we look at that as it's necessary now to communicate to the other people what is provoking this anger. We take responsibility that my anger is my problem. And we communicate to one another in an open, kind, caring way in order to resolve the problem or the situation that is invoking or, or creating these angry feelings. That's me taking responsibility for my feelings. If I have the angry feelings, then I have the responsibility to communicate uh, to the people that I love and say, hey, 
when you said this or when you did this, you know, I started to feel a little upset or angry about that. So it's my anger. So I have the responsibility to point out what uh, initiated that anger. And I can do that in a loving, caring way. And then hopefully we can resolve whatever that was so that it doesn't invoke and create those angry uh, feelings again. And then it can be done. It can be done and it can be gone and we can move on to a healthier relationship. This idea that we're not going to have conflict, just we got to get that out of our head. Look, if you passionately show up in a relationship with somebody like a child or a parent or uh, a sibling or a, a, a wife or husband, then if you really show up to that, there's going to be differences of opinion. We ought to expect it. We ought to see it as natural normal and just a part of it. It's all in how we express our frustrations, how we express our anger. That's that's what's critical, um, that we learn to do that in a healthy, engaging, kind, compassionate way. And that's where we all could, could grow. Okay, so blessings. Thank you guys for your support and your dedication. Thank you for staying with this content this long. I hope it's productive for you and helpful for you um, and helps you in your relationships. I'll see you next time and be present to life, guys.